Hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast, That Show Fucked Me Up. It is I, the beautiful, the talented, the funny, your host, Mariel Vizcarra. Cue in the applause. What is up, fucked up fam? Oh my god, we're almost done with this fucking season. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that insanity? Isn't that chaotic? Like me, yeah. <laughs> uh, this has nothing to do with it, but right now that I heard my laugh. Oh wait, no, it has everything to do with what I want to talk about. So I just released, um, by the when I'm recording this, I've just released episode four, so The Mistress, and then I remembered that, well, no, I did not remember. I was editing the episode, and I noticed that I spoke about the Harry Potter reunion, and I don't think I've uh, talked about it since then, and I watched it, and it was amazing, and I loved it, but let me tell you a little bit of my experience. So I didn't watch it right when it the, the Harry Potter reunion premiered, because I was like, I don't know. I just I wasn't in that mental state that I needed to be in. I don't know if that makes fucking sense or not. Uh, I waited a couple of days um, and then I, it was like a weekend. I wasn't doing anything. I was staying home uh, as I should. <laughs> so I was home. I was like, OK. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking watch it. I sat down in my little couch. I turned on fucking HBO Max and I watched it. And in the first minute, I was already sobbing my eyes out. Trust me when I say this. Trust me when I fucking say this. I cried the two whole fucking hours of that reunion. Oh, my God. I was I was so in my feels. It was beautiful. It was all I ever wanted and needed. Oh, my respects to all these incredible, incredible human beings. And like they talk about it in in the reunion uh, movie. It's like these people who I grew up with and I cherish so much started Filming these movies as fucking children and the impact that they had and that they continue to have on people and like them uh, being co-workers or like their co-stars being these amazing actors that that they didn't even realize it because they were children like people like fucking the actor Alan Rickman, Professor Snape or Professor Mc. McGonagall, all these people that are, had already been in the business for so fucking long, and then they got to work with them from such a young age. That's insane. That's ah, oh, I swear to God, I I sobbed. Hagrid, um, talking or the actor that played Hagrid. I know all these. Pe- okay, if you haven't noticed by now, by season three, episode seven, I am really bad with actors' names. I don't know them i don't care for them just kidding that's fucked up thing to say i just i know actors by the roles that they've played and if their roles had impact on my life is that wrong with me having a podcast about tv shows and not giving the actors the recognition that they deserve maybe am i gonna apologize yes i am sorry i'm sorry i'm a dumb bitch yeah just kidding but yeah, I know actors by the roles that they played, uh, period. So yes, Helen Hagrid was like, I won't be here in 50 years, but Hagrid will live on. Oh my 
goodness. Oh, I'm getting sentimental right now just thinking about it. And I rewatched it. So the first time I watched it by myself because I knew I was going to be a hot mess. And I just wanted to cry in peace. Don't you just sometimes want to cry in peace where like you could sob your eyes out and be loud as fuck and no one is there to judge you? That was me in my apartment in San Diego. I hope, I pray to God the walls are thick. I am begging you. Uh, Diosito, it's me again. I'm just <laughs> but I, if, if anyone walked by that hallway, probably, they probably thought some, something was dying in, that, in there. Something was dying in there. <laughs> Yo, I'm a clown. Uh, clown of the Week Award. Just kidding. Um, but then I told my mom about it. I'm like, ma'am, ma'am, you have to fucking watch this. And, uh. I came back to my hometown and we watched it together. So I, I knew it was going to happen. I was more um, emotionally stable and I only cried once. And I was so proud of myself. But my mom really, really liked it too. Like I said uh, a couple episodes ago, we all we watched all the movies together during the pandemic when we literally couldn't go anywhere. So it was just a really good experience watching this reunion and uh, fulfilling it fulfilling my childhood dreams of seeing all these people together again of course with all the people that couldn't be there r.i.p to all the amazing actors that we lost along the way um you'll be remembered you'll be fucking remembered like Hagrid said your legacy will like will go on forever forever oh my god the impact that harry potter has on the world <sighs> My my uh, childhood self is really, really happy and fulfilled with that reunion. Uh, but yes, uh, you know, I just felt like I had to get this out of the way. Okay, no, I'm going back. That laugh in the beginning when I started recording that episode, I noticed that after watching that reunion, I've been laughing like Bellatrix uh, Lestrange, Lestrange, Lestrange. Oh my God, I'm a fake fan. I don't even know how to fucking pronounce her last name. Bellatrix Lestrange, 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 Lestrange. It doesn't matter. Who the fuck cares? I've been laughing like her uh, recently. Uh, yes, there's not an original bone in my body. I am a copy of everything and everyone that I've ever met. And I'm okay with it. I am okay with being ungenuine. I'm just kidding. Is that even? A, that's not a word. That is, I went to UCSD and I am making up words right here. The talent. <laughs> but let's go on with our personal updates. I finished my play, yo. Well, I mean, it was already written. I just had to make some edits and some updates, and then I had a, like a there was a virtual reading for it. Have I already talked about this? I feel like I've already fucking talked about this. Am I going crazy? Am I insane? Yeah. <laughs> um, regard whatever. I got some really good feedback. Dude, I feel like I already talked about this. I might have already talked about this. Whatever. I submitted that play to one of the festivals. I'm super excited. I'm nervous. It's nerve-wracking, right? You're putting yourself out there. You're putting your, your words out there that you worked so hard for. But, you know, wish me luck. Dude, I swear to God, I think I already talked about this. What the fuck? Cricket, cricket. Whatever. I'm going to submit it to another uh, play festival. So just chunguitos for me so that I 
can my play can get selected i i definitely already talked about this i'm remembering while i am going crazy but that's fine uh what else personal updates dude i haven't done shit it's thursday uh afternoon 6 23 p.m uh i'm so glad this week is almost over i'm so happy i just need the weekend to get here i've become one of those uh, people that just wait for the weekend and that's really sad that's really fucking sad but it is what it is (laughs) Hopefully, uh, sooner than later, I won't have to be that person that waits for the weekend and I could just live my life. Even though I don't do anything interesting in the weekend either. I just rest and and is lazy and I'm lazy. Yeah, maybe maybe I should talk to someone about that. <laughs> Whatever. Uh do I have any podcast updates not really we are in episode seven so i really need to start thinking oh my god look at my sister just look you so someone told me that i always comment on how there's like my family's laughing in the background and my dogs are barking and i remember who it was it was my uh uh, ex-roommate melissa she was like dude you're always talking about how everyone's being so loud in the background and i guess your audio is so good because we can never hear it so my sister just laughed really hard um Oh my god, she interrupted my train of thought. So rude and so nasty of Lizzie to do that. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. What was I going to say? What the fuck? Oh, yes, I remember. I need to start thinking of what show I'm going to cover for season number four. Wow. Season four, everyone. That's crazy. That's insane to me that we've covered... We're, we're almost done with season three of clickbait and now i gotta start thinking of a new show to cover my favorite part of having a podcast making decisions if you're a libra like me you know we're horrible fucking horrible at making decisions so i'll probably ask for your help or i probably already asked for your like your help at this point because again time traveling um but yeah dude i kind of have an idea of which one i want to do i got some suggestions already uh the homies over at cinema fools were like when are you gonna do uh fucking squid games so maybe that i don't know i'll surprise you i'll keep you on your toes i mean obviously uh I I am going to cover Squid Games in the near future, but I don't know if it's going to be season four, you know, because Squid Games definitely fucked me up. Uh, but I think that's it from personal and podcast updates. Honestly, we're just out here living or attempting, attempting. Why did I, why the fuck do I speak like that? What's up with my bicep accent? Um, attempt, attempt, attempting. Take like three fucking shots. Oh my god. Attempting to leave. Leave. Live. Leave is to go. Live is to live. Oh wow. I should make that into a shirt. <laughs> Just kidding. Um movie, podcast, TV show recommendations. No, I don't think I've watched any new movies lately. Podcast. 
I love, I know I've already talked about this podcast, the That's Messed Up podcast, where they cover uh, Law & Order SVU episodes. I love them. One of the uh, hosts for that, uh, Lisa Traeger, just came up with a new podcast. It's called Enemies. And she's basically going to be giving advice and talking about enemies and how to deal with them and shit like that. Um so she just dropped, I think she literally just dropped her first episode. And she's so funny. She's a comedian. Um, you know, support female comedians. They're out here doing God's work. Uh, so yes, go check it out if you're into that type of shit. TV shows. I know I talked about Euphoria last week, but Euphoria got me fucked up and i won't go into detail because i want to cover it in the near future as well because this show has such good acting and such good like um visuals and aesthetics and i think i already talked about this i feel like i'm just repeating myself every fucking episode i'm just repeating the same thing over and over again but this last episode it, it was episode uh three of euphoria fuck me up so so badly and i think they did a really good job of portraying someone with addiction and that's why it fucked me up because i'm angry at the main character and i don't want to be angry at the main character you know but i like that they were genuine on their portrayal but i i don't like see i i talked about this I feel for fictional characters, and when one fictional character is mistreating another fictional character, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get mad. I'm gonna get fucking mad. But yes, um, that is it. End of rant, dude. I'm like trying to think. Have I watched any new TV shows? I don't think I have. I don't think I fucking have. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on. I feel like I've already I've been talking for 13 fucking minutes. Holy fucking shit. Just out of my ass. Straight out of my ass. Nonsense. Uh just repeating myself. It's fine. It's okay. It's alright. It's what I do. Um Do you guys like when I rant? Do you guys like when I'm being stupid? Um let me know. I am genuinely curious. But you know what? Let's get started. Let's get started with episode 7 of Clickbait, The Brother. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> the Brother was episode 6. My bad. Let's get started with episode 7 of Clickbait, The Son. The father, the fa- the father, the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. Holy shit, dude. Take like two more shots. Take, If you're not fucking drunk by this point, by 13 minutes in, why are you even listening? I only want alcoholics to listen to my podcast so I could encourage that uh, negative behavior in your life. Just kidding. No, 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 no. I, I, I was literally kidding. Do not listen to me. Everything I say, take it with like a handful of salt because a grain of salt is not enough. It is not enough. And my accent is super thick today. I don't know what's going on. I speak English all the time, but I do speak a lot. No, I don't speak. I mean, I do. I feel like I talk to my dogs only in Spanish and I do talk to my dogs a lot. Besides the point, irrelevant. Let's get started. So, 
the episode opens and we hear a school bell ringing and we see that it's a high school and Ethan is walking with his AirPods on and everyone is staring at him. Sophie is leading the way and Ethan and Kai are like behind her and they're walking into the school and she lets them know that today is going to be hard and that people will stare and judge them but tells them not to take the bait just to rise above it and Kai jokes so we're supposed to levitate now good one Kai that was fucking good I'll give it to you boy and Ethan is just like dude this is serious of course Ethan being the responsible one I guess um and Sophie just gives him some lunch money and tells him to try to try today and she just tells him how much she loves them. We then see Kai's friends calling him over as Sophie goes to talk to another teacher and they greet Kai happily and Ethan just puts his airpods back on and he's texting AL underscore 2005 and Ethan notices a girl and he says hey Rose and she approaches uh like approaches him but it's like hesitant and tells him that she meant to call after the news came out and Ethan asks her what he missed and she says that nothing much. And Ethan asks if uh, she wants to hang out with him after school. But Rose tells him that she can't today and that maybe some other time. And Ethan's like, okay. And they make small talk for a little bit longer before Rose goes back to like her clique of friends. Who are all staring at Ethan and, and being super fucking judgmental. And then all of a sudden, these groups of boys approach Ethan. And one of them says, hey Brewer, welcome back. But it doesn't sound friendly at all. And Ethan responds, thanks Michael. And Michael asks uh, Ethan to settle a bed for them. And he's like, uh, did your mom fuck the whole faculty or only Mr. Hamilton? Boy, mm, mm, mm. nope, you don't risk. You do not disrespect the mother of a child in front of them. Mm, 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 mm. And Ethan is asked, what did you say to me? And Michael continue, continues, I, say if it, I said if it's the whole faculty... And this catches uh, Kai's attention, who had been uh, over with his own friends. Ethan and Michael are just having a stare-off, but then Ethan remembers what Sophie, Sophie literally just told them and decides, you know, to be the bigger person and walk away. As, as Ethan is walking away, from, is walking away, Michael yells out, What is wrong? Did, did Daddy only teach you to hit women? And just as he delivers that last line, Kai runs over and we see like a slow motion uh, like shot of Kai punching Michael in the face. And then they knock each other to the floor and Michael also gets a punch in. But Michael ends up all bloody from the face while Kai just like he looks fine. Cut to Ethan and Kai and they're in the school office and Ethan tells Kai that their mom is already going through enough and that she does not need this on top of everything going on and Kai is just icing his face. Kai asks if he was just going to let Michael talk shit about their mom and Ethan just tells him that Michael is a stupid bully. Sophie gets there and she goes over and checks Kai's face before asking them, what has gotten into you? And Kai tries to argue that Michael said something, but Ethan talks over him and says that it doesn't matter what Michael said. Like he's just trying to protect his mom. Sophie mentions how Michael Hastings has issues and how they know that and Kai calls him a racist. The principal opens a door to her office and Sophie motions for the boys to go inside with her. But the principal tells Sophie that she just wants to talk to her first. Sophie walks into her uh, to the principal's office and Ethan goes back to texting AL underscore 2005 saying that he thinks he's in trouble. Next, we're in the Brewer house and Sophie, Andrea, Pia, and the boys are there having dinner. 
Sophie's telling Pia how going to Sacramento must have been scary, and Pia mentions how she got a good punch in on Daryl, and Andrea mentions uh, she's like, oh, I hope they rot in jail forever. Ethan wants to know what they were like, and Pia's hesitant, but she tells him that Daryl, uh, the one that attacked her, was a goon, and he calls him she calls him the bottom of the evolutionary ladder, which is correct. And she says that the other one, Simon, was just sad. Ethan wants to know why they did what they did. And Kai responds, you know why. It, it's because of what dad did. Andrea says to change the subject. And Ethan wants to know why. And if they're supposed to never talk about what their dad did. And he turns to Sophie and says, mom, I thought you mentioned no more secrets. Sophie agrees with him. But Andrea agrees. Uh, like she states that she does not want to talk about it again, and Pia is like, "Great, let's talk about the anchovy, the anchovy, anchovy, that that fish. You know what I'm talking about." Pia's like, great, let's talk about the anchovy butter instead. But Andrea says, "Forgive me if I don't want to talk about the man that killed my son." Pia says, "Simon Burden did not kill Nick," and Pia explains that when she talked to him, he said that they had kidnapped him, but that they let him go. Andrea argues that the man will say anything to not pay for his crimes and Pia reiterates that Simon said he let him go because he realized he had the wrong person and how someone was pretending to be Nick and using his pictures to catfish women and Ethan wants to know if they know who that person was. Pia says, not yet. And Sophie looks stressed out and asks Pia if they can have a word in private. Once outside, Sophie wants to know what makes her think that Simon was telling the truth, and Pia just says because she spoke to him and saw his face, and Sophie asks what that what the police think, and Pia tells her that they're looking into it. Sophie tells her that she knows that Pia really hopes this is true, but to keep the boys out of it because she does not want to give them any false, false hope, and Pia argues that she does not know if it's false hope or not. Sophie says, Nick had sex with that woman. She told me to my face. I'm not saying that in front of my sons, but I've accepted it. Just don't tell anything to the boys. Uh, and Sophie's uh, referencing Emma Beasley. P agrees that he might have had sex with Emma, but that she knows Nick would never tell Sarah Burden to care, kill herself. And Sophie wants to know why she's so sure. And Pia's eyes fill with tears. And Pia asks Sophie uh, what Nick... So Pia asks Sophie what Nick had told her told her about their father's death. Sophie tells her that he had had a, that like Nick told her that he, their father had had a heart attack uh, when they were just children. And Pia tells her that, that her father killed himself and how Nick and her found him. And that is how she knows. And she's sure that Nick would never say anything like that to anyone. Sophie is, is shocked by this information. Uh, she's shocked that Nick lied to her about his father all these years. And Pia explains how her, their mom did not want anyone to know. And she told them to tell everyone that he had a heart attack and how it was like a shameful family secret. Sophie says, I thought I was part of this family. Ouch. As she walks away. Uh, Sophie walks back inside and she just stares at Andrea and Andrea asks them if they're finished with their private conversation and Sophie just grabs the bottle of wine and says I think I am and walks away from the table. Sophie uh, Pia tells her mom that she will drive them home and Andrea's confused because they haven't even fin they haven't even finished dinner and Pia says dinner's over as she walks out of the house and Andrea follows. And at this point, only Ethan and Kai are left on the table. And Kai's like, well, 
I'm still going to eat. And he starts to eat. And Ethan just takes out his phone and texts AL, AL underscore 2005 saying how he has big news and how his MP is saying that Simon did not kill his dad. And AL underscore 2005 wants to know what Pia knows. We then see Ethan in his computer, and he's looking at a video of Mandy. So this is one of the women that uh, that Nick had talked to through the dating apps, uh, Mandy Harrison, the painter or the artist. And um, so the video, it shows Mandy being followed by reporters, and they're all asking her if she was in love with Nick Brewer, and she just begins to say, no, I didn't even. But then she gets cut off with another question from the other reporters, and Ethan uh, thinks that that is a bit odd, like her saying uh, how she did it even. At this point, Ethan decides to look up Mandy Harrison online, and he stumbles upon her art website, and AL underscore 2005 texts back Ethan and tells him how they were at dinner, and that is why they hadn't responded to him, and to keep them posted about any, like, news. They also ask if Ethan is okay, and Ethan responds, let's meet soon. IRL in real life and AL underscore 2005 says that they wish they could be with Ethan right now and ask to see their face and Ethan takes a selfie of himself and sends that to AL underscore 2005 and Ethan receives a picture back of a cute girl doing the like a peace sign and Ethan likes what he sees. We then see Sophie telling Kai and Ethan that they're they're gonna be staying home from school and Kai mentions how it it is a suspension for punching that Michael guy. But Sophie tells him that it's more of a timeout than a suspension. And Sophie tells the boys to call her if they need anything and to stay out of trouble. Kai is using an iPad and Ethan notices that he's dele deleting pictures of their dad. And Ethan asks him what he's doing. And Kai just tells him that he's doing some housekeeping because he doesn't want to look at it at the pictures anymore. Ethan tells him not to look at them. Uh... Ethan tells him, like, not to look at them, and Kai calls them creepy. Like, seeing those pictures are creepy to him now. And Ethan just mentions how Pia told them that their dad might be innocent, and if he even cares about that. And Kai just tells Ethan how Aunt P says a lot of things. Kai leaves, and Ethan stays watching at a video that he found in the iPad. And it's a video of Nick showing the boys how to make an omelet. And Sophie comes back inside because she forgot her keys. And she sees Ethan looking at the video. And there's just, like, an awkward moment before she leaves again. And in the in the video, it's so cute. Like, he's like, oh, boys, uh, this is how you make an um, omelet. And this is how your mom fell in love with me. And Sophie, like, responds, oh, among other things. And the boys are kind of grossed out about it, but, like, in a cute way. Like, ew, we don't want to know that uh, type of way. Um, so then Ethan transferred that video from his from the iPad to his phone. And as the transfer goes through, Ethan notices something in his phone. And he immediately calls Pia, and but it goes straight to voicemail. He then texts her to please call him back and how he needs to talk to her. Cut to Pia getting to work, and Ethan is already waiting there for her. And Ethan asks to talk to her, and she's like, oh, can, can we talk later? Like, can this wait? I'm already super late for work. Ethan just stares at Pia, like, with the puppy eyes, and Pia's like, what's going on? And then it cuts to Ethan showing Pia an email from Mandy Harrison, which confirms that even though her and Nick did exchange a lot of messages, they never met in person. Pia's like, fuck. And Ethan comments on the fact that aside from Sarah Burden, only two women had met his dad, Mandy and Emma. And if now Mandy is out of the picture, and that there might be a possibility that Emma probably never met Nick either. Uh, and that a catfisher might have been the one talking to all of these women. 
Pia asks Ethan if he has talked to his mom about this, and Ethan says that he had to make sh- uh, sure first, and Pia asks, uh, Pia takes out her phone and calls Emma, but it goes straight to voicemail, and then Pia and him walk out. We then see Sophie at the principal uh, and the principal in the principal's office, and she's telling Sophie how the other boy's father wants to press charges against Kai. Sophie's upset by this information, obviously, and she asks the principal if she can do something about it. And she mentions that she tried to talk to the father, uh, she, like tried to talk him out of it, but that the father was furious. Sophie asks for a chance to talk to the dad directly and if she can arrange a mediation and the principal says that she can try. The principal also tells Sophie that she's starting to wonder if the school that they're in is a right fit for her, like as in Sophie, as in Sophie teaching. And Sophie tells her how much this school means to her. And um, then we see Sophie, uh, I mean, P and Ethan at the station. Um, and then, uh, they're talking to Amiri and how they mentioned how Mandy never met with Nick in person and Amiri already knew this information, but says that it does not change anything. And at the same time, Ethan is sending flirty texts back to a underscore 2005. Uh, Amiri tells Pia that Emma, uh, confirmed that her and Nick had a physical slash sexual relationship and Pia mentions the fact that she could be lying and Amiri asks why would she do that. Amiri also mentions that Simon confessed and that the DA has the case now so there's nothing he could do about it. And DeLuca comes in and tells Amiri that they have to go because they have a new case. Pia is upset by this information and she's upset that everyone is just moving on and asks Amiri if he's going to contact Emma Beasley or not and Amiri just walks out. In the car, Ethan asks if she uh, if she thinks that what they're that they're doing something or like what they're doing is helping, and Pia says that she's going to think of something to have the case reopen. Ethan wants to help, but Pia mentions how he promised uh, Sophie that she wouldn't like get the boys involved. Ethan then gets a notification, and Pia asks who that is, and Ethan tells her that it's just a friend. Allison. So AL underscore 2005 is Allison. And from the 2005, I can assume that she was born in 2005. Oh my God. There's kids out there that are teenagers born in 2005. That's crazy to me. That's 10 years younger than me. Wow. (laughs) So she's around 16, 15. Pia asks if it's his girlfriend and and if he likes her and he mentions that she's smart and funny so he's going around it and pia tells him that it's okay to admit to liking someone and he's like yeah i like her pia wants to know how they met and then she freaks out when she finds out that they met online and she asks if they met in person and ethan lies and says that they have cut to pia driving ethan home and sophie comes out of the house as they park and she asks ethan where he was and ethan tells her about mandy and how they went to the police sophie is mad as fuck at pia and 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 she tells ethan to go inside and sophie mentions how pia promised she would leave the boys out of it and pia says that ethan approached her with the information and sophie's even more bad because she's like you took a black teenager to the oakland police what reality do you live in uh very fucking valid sophie very fucking valid and sophie asks why she can't just let it go and that nothing she's doing is gonna bring nick back pia's upset by this obviously and that even after she shared um so she's upset that even after she shared with sophie what really happened to her father sophie still can't fathom to think that nick might be innocent and sophie says that just learning about uh you know 
Nick's and uh, and Pia's uh, father's suicide means that Nick was lying to her the whole time they knew each other and the whole time that they were married. So she's like, that does not prove that he was innocent. It just proves that he was good at lying. So Ethan did not listen to his mom and he did not go back inside and he's just standing at the porch seeing this interaction. And then Pia says how Sophie needs Nick to be the bad guy so she doesn't feel bad about what she did. Ouch. (laughs) Sophie stays quiet for a while and says, Nick was right about one thing. You destroy everything you touch. Then she tells Pia to stay away from her and her sons. Ouch. Dude, they're just throwing mad jabs at each other. Fuck. Sophie goes back towards the house and Ethan approaches her saying how he was just trying to help. But then Sophie cuts him off and reminds him that he knows never to go to the police station without her. How Nick and her taught him better than that. Ethan tries to argue uh, how he went with his MP and Sophie tells him that it's different for Pia and that she forgets that sometimes. Ethan tells his mom that she can't like she can't cut off uh Pia, because she's family, and Sophie tells them that every decision she makes is for him and Kai, and how right now they're the only thing she cares about. Inside the house, Kai is getting ready. He's wearing a tie, and he is not happy about it. Sophie tells him that he needs to apologize to the to Michael and stop the situation before it escalates and before Michael's father presses charges. Sophie tells Ethan that the principal arranged a mediation at the school and if she can trust him to stay at school. And he says yes. But then he looks at his text from Allison. Ouch! Next, we see Pia in the car and she's calling Amiri. And she's upset because he hadn't called her. And Amiri mentions how this new case has got him busy and how they just found a body. Pia asks if he called Emma and Amiri tells her that he did. And that Emma confirms that she had a physical slash sexual relationship with Nick Brewer. Pia tells him to keep trying with Emma and how it's important, like, to tell her that it's important to tell the truth. But Amiri tells her that he can't just harass Emma till she, like, says the truth or till she says what Pia wants to hear. And Pia goes off on Amiri. And we notice at this point, like, the camera pans out and we notice or like zooms out we notice that he's not alone and one of his homicide colleagues or co-workers is also in the car with him and is listening to pia roast the fuck out of him just and she's just going off about him being done with her brother's case and she's like so you got your promotion i serve my purpose now Amiri tries to argue but pia hangs up on him and then she's looking through her contacts and someone and and someone so she calls someone and they answer and she mentions how she needs their help we then see ethan in his room just like he's like going through it because he starts thinking about how allison might be catfishing him after what uh his uh, like pia told him ethan texts her and tells her that he wants to meet face to face and she says no because she has anxiety and she can't leave the house and ethan says that he could go over to her place but she says no again And then Ethan texts her saying that she's probably a pedo living in some random state. And Allison texts back that he's an asshole. Ethan gets up and throws his phone at the floor. But then Allison sends him over her location and tells him to come over. Ethan gets an Uber or a Lyft to get to the location she sent him. And he's passing by a super like sketchy areas. Ethan gets dropped off and he starts walking towards uh, the house. And as he's going up the driveway, he takes like a gardening tool that he finds in the ground. And like he's like trying to use it as a weapon just in case like some bad person opens the door. 
He knocks and this older Asian dude opens the door and Ethan goes off. I knew it. You're not Allison. You're a fucking liar. And the man says that he's Allison's father. <laughs> and then Allison pokes out from behind him. And honestly, props to the casting department. Because these actors actually look like their ages. Like, they actually look like teenagers, which I love. And Allison, she just looks like a shy, like, girl. And she invites Ethan to come in. And Ethan very awkwardly and very noticeably puts down the gardening tool by the entrance before entering the house. Uh, cut to Pia and, and her geeky friend, Vince, who helped her out in the first few episodes. And he's saying that anybody could have taken Nick's pictures from the internet to catfish people in these dating sites. But Pia is sure that it's someone close to the family because they had information about Nick and his life and his marriage and about her as well. Vince tells her that before Simon got arrested, he was looking at some rumors that Nick had something with one of the volleyball girls, and he pulls up the picture of the team, and he mentions how the girl in question dropped out of the team not long before the video went live, and he circles her face in the team picture. Back with Ethan and Allison, and Allison mentions how she's not good at interacting with people in real life. Ethan confesses that he's also not good with people in real life either. And he also apologizes for being angry and how he just got all inside his head thinking that Allison could have been the person being like catfishing, like uh, being the catfish in place for his dad. Ethan asks about her uh, anxiety and Allison calls it social anxiety and how she got diagnosed after her mom got sick. Ethan asks her if her mom got better and Allison just stays quiet for a while and then she confesses that she reached out to him because she saw him in the news and just knew how he felt. Ethan responds that he couldn't have gotten through anything that happened to him without her and Ethan goes on and says that he that if he can find the person that catfished Sarah Burden, their family go can go back to some type of normal without everyone judging them and that his mom won't be as sad. Allison gives the idea of calling Emma Beasley and how even though she did not answer Pia that she will probably answer him because he was Nick's son and Ethan would have been like her stepson if she and Nick ever got together. So Allison goes in her laptop, logs off her Facebook, and Ethan logs in and they find Emma's profile and Ethan asks if they should like video chat her and Allison thinks it's best if Emma sees him. So we're back with Sophie and Kai, and Sophie tells Kai not to get angry during the mediation meeting. And Kai apologizes to his mom for what he did, and he seems very genuine about it. And Sophie tells him that it's not his fault, and that none of them should be going through this. Sophie knocks on the door to the principal's office, and Michael and his father are already there. Back with Ethan and Allison, and Emma does not respond to them, but then Allison sends her a message, and Emma video chats him back. Before Ethan responds, Allison takes out her phone to record. Emma is super shocked to see Ethan, and Ethan tells her that he just needs to ask her a really important question. Emma already knows what he's going to ask since Amiri had called her earlier, uh, but Ethan mentions how Mandy Harrison never met with uh, his dad in real life, and then ask, he asks Emma if she ever did. Emma is like, of course. Ethan mentions how Simon Burden told Pia how he made a, a mistake when he kidnapped Nick because someone was impersonating Nick through a dating app. Emma says that she and Nick talked all the time and Ethan asked if they video chatted or if they actually met. 
At this point, Ethan is pleading with Emma to tell her the truth, and Emma just says that she needs to go and that she's so sorry that she can't help him. Ethan apologizes for ambushing her and thanks her for talking to him. He also says, before you go, when you talk to my dad, is this the voice you heard? And he plays the audio of like the video of Nick showing them how to make an omelet. Emma looks shocked and asks uh, Ethan if he can play the audio again. And she just whispers, oh my God. And Ethan asks again if she ever met her dad, his dad. Emma says, no, I'm sorry. I really believed it was daddy. And then she hangs up. Ethan and Allison are mind blown. And Allison sends him the video that she just took of the interaction in case he needs it. Ethan gets a text from his mom that they're on their way back to the house. And Ethan is like, shit, I have to go. Allison tells him tells Ethan that the catfisher might have sent Emma pictures as well. And how if they had them, she can check the metadata. And that she could be able to track where they came from. And Ethan is... He's super surprised and asks how she knows uh, how to do that. And Allison mentions how her social anxiety means that she has a lot of time on her hands. Ethan thanks her and they awkwardly shake hands. But we all know, especially at that age, that they probably both wanted to kiss each other. We then see Pia standing in a park by herself. <laughs> and honestly, in my notes, I wrote that Pia looks like a sim. <laughs> I don't know if it just like I don't know if it makes sense, but she's just standing there awkwardly. Like she looks so out of place, especially with her Sia haircut. Then the girl that Vince mentioned that quit the volleyball team, I believe her name is Tara, approaches her. Tara uh, gives Pia her condolences, and Pia gets right to business. And she asks uh, she asks her why she quit the volleyball team and if it had anything to do with Nick. Pia also mentions that someone said that her and Nick had been fighting. Uh. Tara asks if she heard that information from Jenny Henson, the other girl, and uh, Pia wants to know if she and Nick were dating and if Nick ever heard her. There's a silence and Pia's like, I'm not trying to drag you into anything and how her only goal is to find out the truth about her brother. In a surprising turn of events, Tara tells Pia that D Nick did not think she should quit the team and she mentions how she got involved with someone else, not Nick, and how it turned to shit and she ended that relationship, but that he wanted her back and he called her day and night and sent her messages and that when she blocked him, he posted her nudes online. Pia apologizes and asks if she told the police and uh, Tara tells Pia that, that she knows what happens to women that go to the police and how they become targets. She also said that when she saw Nick holding those signs in the video, she thought they got the wrong guy. Pia asks who it should have been holding those signs instead of Nick and Tara says Matt Alden. Back in the Brewer household, Sophie and Kai just came back, uh, are just coming back into the house. And my boy Ethan got back just in time. Honestly, the real MVP for that. He asked how it went. And Sophie says that Michael's father decided to drop uh, the charges. And uh, Kai calls himself a good groveler. Then we see Pia get to Matt and Nick's uh, like office and she asks if Matt is in and Donnie, the receptionist, just says that he will get there later and Pia walks past them. Uh, she just walks past them like in real Pia fashion, similar to her walking past the security when she needed to talk to Sophie. Pia gets to Matt's office and she's looking through his things and Donnie asks what she's doing and Pia asks her if she can unlock Matt's computer for her and Donnie tells her that she really shouldn't do that.
Pia tells her that it's important because she needs to know where Matt was the night that her brother was killed. And Pia tries to appeal to Donnie, saying that she knows she always liked her brother and how this can clear his name. Linda, the other receptionist, because for some reason they need two receptionists, is also there and she's not so sure about doing that. And Donnie tells her that it's all right and how she will handle it. And Linda walks away. Donnie unlocks the computer and Pia starts looking through his calendar. So Matt's calendar. And then he he goes through his folder, folders and he finds one called TH. So I believe the T stands for Tara. And that is where she finds the nude, the nudes that Tara was talking about. She finds another folder called NB, and it has the pictures of Nick's dating profiles and the Photoshop pictures of the women he texted. Dawn asks why Matt would have these pictures, and she's like, I don't understand uh, why he would have pictures of Nick. And Pia just starts taking pictures of, like, the screen on her phone. Back to Ethan in his room, and Allison texts him and asks if she can ask him a question. And she asks if he was disappointed by her when they first met. And he responds, of course not. And he asks her the same thing, and she also responds, of course not. Ethan then gets an email from Emma with the pictures he asked her for, and she apologizes, apologizes again for lying and mentions how she loved Danny and how their relationship was real to her. He opens the pictures and he forwards them to Allison and then Kai barges into the room and he asks what he was looking at. Ethan tells him that it's none of his business and Kai asks why he's being such an asshole. And Ethan calls him an asshole and how he's the one that is trying to get rid of his dad's videos. Sophie interrupts their argument and calls the boys downstairs and she basically tells them that she realized that she's had enough and that she's no longer going to play people's game and she tells them that they're moving that they could move to Phoenix to be closer to their grandma. Kai is visibly upset by this, and Ethan tells him to chill out, but Kai goes off, and he has he goes off on uh, Ethan, and he's like, I have friends and a life, and it's not my fault that you don't have friends and a life, and that's why it doesn't impact your life if mom wants to move. Ethan tells him to stop being such such a spoiled fucking child and how he's the only thinking about himself. Sophie tells Kai that they could talk about it later and Kai is just over it and leaves. Ethan asks his mom what would happen if they could turn this thing around and clear their dad's name and Sophie tells them that they can't. And then Ethan uh, tells Sophie that Emma Beasley was lying and how she never met Nick and he shows her the video of Emma confessing. Sophie begins to cry and Ethan tells her that she did not even know what his voice sounded like and that Emma was being catfished the whole time. Sophie can't believe it and Ethan says that her Aunt P was right, uh, how his Aunt Pia was right and how it was never dad. And then we see Kyle looking at them from the hallway and Sophie just tells Ethan that they need to call the police. We then see Kai going to Ethan's room and he checks Ethan's computer to see what he had been looking at and he finds Emma's email and he starts going through the pictures. Then Ethan gets an email from Allison uh, which with the metadata which Kai opens and Allison sends him a location and asks what he wants to do. Cut to Pia driving and she's telling Amiri how she found all of Nick's pictures in Matt's computer. And Amiri is upset because Pia shouldn't be going through people's computer. And Pia tells him that she did not break in and how someone let her in. Amiri asks if she talked with Matt and Pia says no. And Amiri tells her that he will put out an APB. Pia's like, 
What if Nick went over to Matt's house after Simon let him go because he figured out who was responsible for this? And she mentions that he could have been ashamed and angry and that Amiri never saw Nick when he got angry. Back in the Brewer household, Ethan wants to know what the police said, and Sophie tells him that they'll go to the station in the morning, and she tells Ethan that Nick would have been proud of him and that she is very proud of him, and they hug. Ethan goes to bed, and you can see that for the very first time in a long time, he looks accomplished, and we get a flashback of Nick when the video uh, of of Nick when they recorded the omelet video and what happened after that and we see that Matt gets there for him and he says goodbye to all of them and you can see how loving Nick was with his family. Pia is getting home and Matt is waiting for her in the steps leading up to her apartment. He tells her how he heard that she was in his office and how Linda told him and asked what she was looking for. Pia tells uh, him how she met with Tara Wilson, how she told her what happened, and that he harassed and abused her. Matt tells her that he made a big mistake and how he should have never gotten involved with her, but that it was a consensual relationship. And Pia brings up the fact that he posted nude pictures of her online. And Matt tells her that he did not do that. And Pia says that she saw the pictures in his computer. Matt is angry and asks why she would break into his computer and he starts approaching her. Cut to the brew back to the brewer household. We see Sophie check in on Ethan and she goes to Kai's room and checks his bed and no one is there and she sees that Kai's window is open. Back to Pia and Matt and Pia uh, says, tells him that Nick told Tara to file a complaint against him and she asks Matt if he knew that and Matt says that he did know and that he told Nick to mind his own business and he asks what this has to do with Nick Matt and then he kind of like realizes what Pia is getting at and he starts approaching her and tells uh, he tells her everyone is right you are fucking crazy and you should watch your mouth and as he's approaching her uh ellie pia's roommate interrupts them and she's like she asked pia if everything's okay and then pia tells matt that she thinks that he should leave and he says see you around pia we then see sophie calling pia and she asks if kai is with her and she's like no why and she tells her that he's missing and how she has already tried calling everyone that she could think of we then see a, a shot of Kai walking towards the address that Allison sent Ethan, and he's carrying a bat. End of episode. Let's start with our That Shit's Traumatizing segment. You already know the fucking drill. Just a little uh, heads up, I guess. I'm a little bit tipsy. Just a tiny bit. Just a tad bit. Uh, so maybe that will help me be funnier. I don't know. <laughs> it might. Or maybe it'll make me more boring. We'll see. We'll see at the end of this episode. So starting with... Pia revealing to Sophie that her dad had killed himself. And not only that, so the trauma of knowing that your father committed suicide. Not only fucking that, but Pia and Nick were the ones to find the body. I feel like I might have talked about this in a previous fucking, oh, maybe last episode. Uh, during the brother episode because Nick reveals the same information to Simon but the fucking trauma 
the trauma. How do you get over this? That's why Pia is how she is and everyone's giving her shit and blah 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 about why she is the way she is. I think I literally just said that again. This is the alcohol speaking. And no, like, what? And then, oh my god, it literally, it was, it broke my heart when Sophie, when uh, Sophie's like, well, Nick was lying to me this whole time because we've been married for years, and he never told me the truth about his dad, and then uh, Pia tries to argue with her, and it's like, no, but it's because my mom made us uh, tell everyone that he had a heart attack, and it was like this big family secret that we were ashamed of, and then Sophie's saying, oh, I thought I was family, holy fucking shit, that stung, that fucking stung. Also, so this, uh, as you can tell, this episode has a lot of traumatizing shit happening, so bear with me. At that time when um, Pia tells Sophie that she needs Nick to be the bad guy so she won't feel guilty about cheating on him. And then Sophie comes back and it's like, oh, Nick was right. You literally ruined everything you fucking touch. So let's go back a little bit with Miss Sophie. Miss Sophie Dolan. Um, yes, she, she cheated on Nick. And she knows that she hurt him because when he she told him, he was, like, heart fucking heartbroken. But, yeah, she does she does need him to be the bad guy. She She's like, oh, because if I cheated on him and he did all this horrible thing, then I, I have an out, you know? Like, it's okay. What I did is acceptable if he was a bad person. And if he's not a bad person, then fuck, that shit comes back to haunt her. And then Sophie telling Pia that everything she touches is ruined is a theme in this episode. Because Miss Sophie is not the only one to tell Pia that. Matt also tells Pia the same fucking exact thing. Well, basically, maybe not the exact same words, but the exact sentiment. Like, oh, everybody always said you were crazy and you're fucking crazy. Um, so yeah, this idea that Pia is crazy for wanting to find out the truth about her brother, I don't think that makes fucking sense, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if anything I'm fucking saying makes fucking sense, but I, like I said, I've drank a couple beers, I'm, I'm feeling myself, I'm feeling myself, <laughs> Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, please do not sue me, um, let's see, what else do I have? on my list Ethan going to Allison's house that shit had my anxiety rising dude because Ethan's like not sure if Allison is like who she's claiming to be but at the end of the day it, it turns out alright but that fucking shit where Allison's dad opens the door and he's like I fucking knew it I fucking knew it you were an old perverted man and he's like oh bro I'm Allison's dad, like, what? Honestly, if I was Allison's dad at that moment, I would have not let Ethan into my house. I am so sorry. You literally just accused me of being a pedophile. And now you want to go hang out in my daughter's room with the door closed? Uh, fuck 
no that's a no from me dog but if we're seeing from like this other perspective oh my daughter who has social anxiety and never leaves the house has a friend um, i'm gonna excuse him calling me a pedophile and i'm gonna let them hang out because i guess uh that's progress on my daughter's part i guess um let's see what else Blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait, yeah, I ran out of space, so I had to turn the page to see my other notes. Give me a fucking second, okay? Uh, Ethan uh, confronting Emma. Dude, that shit was crazy, because Emma's, like, trying to play it off as crazy. Like, oh my god, of course I had a relationship with your dad, and of course I saw him. But it was all in her fucking head, yo! This woman, I was going to call her a bitch, but, you know, she's she's gone through some shit, too. This woman is delusional. <laughs> Y'all thought I wasn't going to offend her, huh? Y'all thought I was, I was calling her a woman and not going to offend her. But, yes, delusional is the right word where she created this whole fucking scenario of how her relationship with nick was and it was not true yes there was words exchange and yes there was a fantasy aspect to it and yes it was exciting because you're talking to someone who who you think is this person and they're hot as fuck and they're telling you that they love you and they want to leave their wife for you and they want to spend the rest of their life with you but in reality you never met them in real life Dude, when fucking Ethan uh, plays the audio of, like, Nick speaking, and then Emma's like, holy fucking shit, that is not the voice uh, of Danny, aka Nick, that is not who I have been speaking to, the trauma. I mean, Emma's already, Emma, <laughs> my girl Emma already has a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do, she needs a really good fucking therapist. Okay, let's go through everything that she's gone through since she met Danny, a.k.a. Nick. She meets this, this guy online. They start talking. He's fucking hot as fuck. Yes, he is. Um, he returns the affection, and they, they're having this relationship, and they're in love, and they're fucking Nick slash Danny is getting her gifts for her birthday and shit like that and then and then she finds out through the news that her boyfriend is dead well first of all she finds out that her boyfriend got kidnapped and then that he died and then she goes to sacramento no to oakland to oakland she goes to oakland to see what the fuck is up I mean, her bestie tried to tell her. Her bestie was like, no, girl, you were the mistress. What the fuck are you doing? So she goes to Oakland, Miss Emma, Miss Emma Beasley. She gets ran off the fucking road. She gets confronted by Pia. She basically, and then she gets told that the man she loved and that the man she was in a relationship with was talking to multiple women. So she wasn't the only one. And the last thing, the cherry on the top of the fucking pie. She was being catfish all this fucking time. She was in love with a catfish. Yes, she was. Miss Emma Beasley needs therapy. As do we all after experiencing this. 
All right, what's next? I'm telling you, there's a lot of traumatizing shit that happened in this episode. Uh, Pia finding the pictures from Nick's dating app in Matt's computer. Holy fucking shit. And Matt was Nick's best friend, and you never see that coming. Not only that, Matt being at Pia's apartment when she gets there and he is like basically telling her to watch her fucking back and like no no he literally tells her that like when Pia's fucking nosy ass roommate who honestly saved the day saved the day saved the date no save the date is when you get married who honestly saved Pia from I don't know what the fuck Matt's intentions were when he started approaching her, he looked so menace- menacing, he looked scary. Matt is a hot man. Matt, Matt, Matt with a T, yeah. <laughs> Matt is a, a handsome fellow, a fucked up fellow. But when he started approaching Pia, he had that look of, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you in his eyes. He did. I would have been, been scared, everyone would have been scared in that same position. And thank God for Pia's nosy-ass roommate. And last but not least, Kai seeing the address that Allison sent Ethan and then walking to that address with a fucking bat. I think that's traumatizing, not if we put ourselves in Kai's position, because right now, Kai is fucking fearless. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I need to make sure that, you know, I clear my dad's name so that I can stay here and be with my little friends. He, no care in the world, but just proving that his dad was not culpable for what he's being, you know, what the people think of him. But seeing it from an audience member perspective and just thinking of it as like Zoe, Zoe, who the fuck is Zoe? Sophie, <laughs> oh my god, there I go changing people's names. Sophie's perspective of like, where the fuck is my son? I went to go check in, check in on him and my son is not in his bedroom. Where the fuck is he? Holy fucking shit. And I think, honestly, that's that's it. Uh, 11 minutes later, that's it on the That Shit's uh, traumatizing segment. Let's go to the That Shit's heartwarming segment. And there wasn't a lot. Let me tell you. You already know there's a pattern. When there's a lot of traumatizing shit in one episode, there's rarely any heartwarming shit. But I guess this could be considered heartwarming. Kai punching that white guy to defend his mom's honor. Honor. That was heartwarming. Like, no, you're not going to talk shit about my mom. You're not going to disrespect her in that way. And if you do, you're getting these fucking hands. And that Michael guy, oh my god, kids are fucking horrible. White kids are fucking horrible. No respect, no disrespect if you're a white kid and you're not horrible. I mean, if it applies to you, if the shoe, if the shoe fucking fits, boy, then it fits. But if it doesn't, don't take it too personally. But yeah, I loved it. I love that. You know, Ethan was trying to be the bigger person, and I respect that. But Kai uh, sprung into action, and I respect that even more. Because y- you gotta stand up for people who aren't there to defend themselves. 
what else? Um, Ethan telling his mom that Emma was like, I I don't know if this would be considered heartwarming. I don't know why I put it under the heartwarming section, but it's like Pia literally just told her that Sophie needs Nick to be the bad guy so that she won't feel guilty. And I think this realization, when she finally sees a video of Emma saying that she never met Nick and her, she is hit with the reality that, you know, she was judging her husband who adored her beforehand before any uh, fucking proof that he was the bad guy fuck that's depressing why the fuck did i put that under the that shit's heartwarming segment i guess it's heartwarming to know that nick was not the person that this fucking show made him out to be and yes it was the show fucking netflix playing with her fucking feelings but i guess that's why this show is really good that is why this show is so good. And last but not least on the heartwarming section, Sophie telling Ethan that Nick and her, that Nick would have been so proud of him and that she is so proud of him for finding out the truth. Oh, I am a sucker for parents being proud of their children and vice versa. But this one... This one right fucking here, this one hit the motherfucking spot. And you already fucking know, Savage of the Week Award. I Okay, so in my notes, I put that the Savage of the Week Award went to Kai. But honestly, it goes to both of the Brewer siblings. Both Kai and Ethan deserve the award this, this week. Kai obviously deserves it for punching that white boy in the fucking face and defending his mom's honor. And not only that, going to that address that Allison sent Ethan to and being fucking fearless as fuck. Dumb, but fearless nonetheless. And Ethan, Ethan for fighting for his dad's honor when no one was ready to, what, no one wanted to fight for Nick anymore, and he's like, I, something is off, and he kept investigating it, and he had Allison to help him, and honestly, yes, props to Ethan, props to always believing in his father when the whole world had turned against him, so yes, both Kai and Ethan get the Savage of the Week award, and they fucking deserve it, yes, they do. And let's see, final thoughts. Um, yes. If you are white and you have a black nephew, I think you need to consider the fact that going to the police station with a black teenager is fucking dangerous for them and like I said uh, while as I was going through the episode it is fucking valid for Sophie to be upset with Pia about taking Ethan to the police station with her because nowadays in the United States it is dangerous to be a black man everywhere in the United States but it is more dangerous to be a black man in a police station so 
I think you need to be aware of that as a white person. Always be fucking aware of your privilege. I'm talking about myself as well. I am a white passing I guess, yes, I have white skin. I don't know if you would consider myself white passing. Some people think I'm white, some people don't. Um, it just depends. Maybe if they hear me talking and they hear my fucking thick-ass accent, they'll be like, nah, that bitch is not white. <laughs> but just being aware of the privilege that comes from the way that you look. There you go. That's my final fucking thought. Always be aware of your privilege. Oh, wow. Wow, yo, I'm so smart. Just kidding. Uh, but yes, I think, I think that's my final thought. I was gonna, I think I had another final thought, but I can't recall it at the moment. It's the, it's, it's the elk, alcohol. So we have gotten to the end of the episode. Holy shit! One more episode to go before we're done with season three. Wow, the time has gone by so fucking fast. Um, yeah, well, follow the podcast on social media, on Instagram, where that show F me up, on Twitter, where that, D-A-T, show, fuck me up, fuck this without the U, so F-C-K-E-D, give the podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or now on spotify yes let's bring on those reviews on spotify um let follow i don't know follow me my personal account on social media if you want i have like two fucking instagrams my creative one is mariel underscore the underscore creative my normal one like where i post my thirst straps and my memes and my quotes or whatever you want to fucking call it is Mariel VC underscore 95. Uh, and I think that's all you guys or y'all or uh, fucking uh, girls, gays, and days. <laughs> this podcast is for the girls, gays, and days and uh, the occasional ally man. That's all. That is it. Just kidding, it's for everyone if you're a good person. This podcast is for the community, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Alrighty then, and remember, be gentle, be kind, and don't be an asshole. Unless you absolutely have to be. Goodbye. Goodbye.